Romancing the Dungeon is intended for mature audiences, as this show contains adult themes. But, like, not those kind of adult themes. Just some sensitive stuff that some audience members may find upsetting. Content warnings for specific episodes can be found in episode descriptions. listening to Romancing the Dungeon, a softcore D&D podcast about heroes navigating their daily lives while looking for love in a world full of peril, monsters, and heartbreakers. <coughs> Psst. Psst. Hey. Hey, you. How do you know the, uh... Beloved, family, friend, foe, lover. Uh, uh, what? Cat got your tongue. Okay, so where were you when it all went south? Ma'am, I'm just an usher. I remember it like it was three days ago. There was that huge explosion. People scream. And that horde of undead. Why are you looking like I got two heads? Oh, I see. Well, my eyes are up here, sir. No, wait. I wasn't. Like I was saying, it all happened three days ago, when Hephaestus finally got back to Tezrab with some new squeeze on her arm. And what a squeeze. Are you lonely? Miserable? Or just plain horny? Well, you've taken the first steps to solving your problems. At least your dating ones. Welcome to D8. Devoted, desired, dreamier, dirty. Dapper dates for dejected daters. My name is Roz Grapers. Founder, CEO, and love wizard. And author of the new cookbook, Meals for One. Feed your soul and your home. <laughs> Working on that title. <laughs> Question. Insert number here. <laughs> What's the best piece of advice you could give to anybody? Um, well, I suppose my, my piece of advice kind of is kind of practical. So, like, you know, if you're stuck in a room or you needed to get into your house if you'd lost your keys. Um, so if you needed to break through a door, I'd recommend getting a decoder lockpick. Uh, but then if you're finding that a little bit too tricky, you just need a piece of thin metal and you can wedge it between the window frames of your house to lift the latch up. I think you may have admitted to a second felony. <laughs> Uh, the best piece of advice I can give anybody is go fuck yourself. Like, honestly, it's so good for you. And healthy. Mm. Uh, Marilla always used to say to me, don't be silly, wrap your willy. (laughs) Now, I don't know what she meant by that, but I mean, that's all I got to work with. Um, so my grandma Mabel always told me to make sure to wrap it up. And, you know, I always take pride in my gift presentation, but now I'm starting to think that's not what she meant. (laughs) 
Great sex. We don't joke about that around. <laughs> I mean, I've always considered my dick to be a present. <laughs> yes, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, yeah. Clap. Uh, I would say if you're going to do something, give it your all. Failure only really reflects poorly on you if you didn't put the effort in in the first place. How practical. Nice. Mm. Oh, yeah, I feel like I really, you know, salvaged the tone of it, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Some might say ruined it, but, you know, go yeah, ahead. Hephaestra <laughs> and Kyle, you stand about four or five miles from the city when over his shoulder, over Kyle's shoulder, Hephaestra, you just see this flash of green light and then the air, uh, the wind just rushes towards you as a shockwave from the city just erupts and you see smoke and green flames just explode in the distance, lighting up the night sky. The city of Tezrab is on fire. Um... So I just kind of stand there and stare at it for a second. And then I kind of just slap him on the side. And I'm like, did you say you could fly? Can we go? We need to go. We we need to go. Uh, not necessarily that fast. You mean go in the direction of the fire and the burning? Yes. Yes, that's that's where we're going. That's Tezrab. Oh, that's... couldn't get you to go anywhere near fire not just an hour ago. That's fine. I produce flame in both my hands and I'm like, near fire? We can go near fire. Okay, come on. No, I can't. I can't fly. I can't fly right now. I already did the thing once today. Let's go. You have to use your legs. Come on. Then why did you say that? And I just start running. You you, you, you just take off. Uh, I just start going. In the direction of the, yeah. of the city. Uh, Kyle, you're following behind? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, why sure. not? I, I gotta run down. Sounds fun. All right, Hefesa, you're you're approaching from the 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 northern gates uh, of the city. Uh, this is where it's the warehouse the warehouse district uh, where a lot of traders from Galeshire would be coming. Uh, it's a, it's the main road out of Tezrab uh, that connects it with some of the other larger towns and indeed the the capital city of Galeshire. Along the way, give me a perception check, actually. And you can do it as well, Kyle, if you wish. Okay. Nine. Eighteen. Okay, so the opposite of that. Uh, Hephaestus, you were just in a... What the fuck has happened? Like, did Marilla make... Did she, did she bake again? <laughs> um, you, you're, you're, you're not seeing anything but the flames and mm. the city uh, engulfed in them. Kyle, as you're running around you to your... To the north... Uh, in the distance, the, the fields uh, and the wildlands beyond, you see shadowy figures just sort of stumbling through the dark. And on the side of the road, you've you've just passed a... You recognise the uniform. Um, you see a soldier from the Galeshire army dead on the ground. He is... Like, he, he seems to have been beaten to death. Okay, so... Um contact i guess enemies up there in the dark definitely what? going this way yes yeah no this is the direction we need to go what do you mean enemies well i assume there's things dead Someone's there was enemy. an explosion no there's things bludgeoned to death kyle points down at the the body just off the road kind of down a small embankment and you see uh, the body of a soldier uh, a human 
I stop and I look at it for a second and, and I look back up at Kyle and I'm like, well, then you better keep an eye out. And I just start running again. Kyle is like looking back and forth either side and is like, okay, I thought I was doing that. Anyway, <laughs> you you continue uh, running uh, on down the road and I'm going to roll um, on the encounter table. Ooh, is this oh, D&D Lord. or something? Oh, what? Well. <laughs> <laughs> so... Kyle, you've been you keep an eye to the north uh, and the and the woods and like again these shuffling figures. Uh, when from the the tree line where the the wildlands meet the where the fields and the wildlands meet the edge of the forest, uh, you hear both of you uh, something like like uh, a tree snapping, like just a trunk breaking as a larger shadow comes barreling out of the woods swinging uh, a large hammer and Kyle you see it because it just smacks it into one of those shadowy figures that goes flying into the distance um, uh, with a sickening thud and crack as charging towards both of you an ogre zombie Uh, roll for initiative a fucking what now Uh, 17 9 oh (laughs) great Kyle you're up first Oh jeez, okay, that's the, the worst position to be in, arguably. Um is going to first of all i mean safe to assume he has like in running towards this city has strapped his shield and stuff on, right? Yeah. He's he's killed it out. Yeah. Cool. Um I think first of all is No, going you decided to strip to... naked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Free well, in nature. Yeah, yeah. That works. That is how I traditionally go into battle. If you could leave the heels um, on, that'd be great. <laughs> is going to just tentatively cast Firebolt out at the uh, Ogre Zombie. It's 120 feet, I assume, is within range. Yes, it is, yeah. The the zombie is probably about probably about 100 feet away. Cool. Okay. That is going... Oh, that's a that's a crit. Oh. Ooh. Oh, okay. Three and a two, so five on the dice. Okay. Damn it, James. So, Festa, you, on hearing this, you turn and immediately you just see Kyel hold up uh, one hand, extend, just uh, a fist, opens it up and immediately from his fingertips, uh, a flame conjures and then like a bolt from a crossbow, uh, from his fingertips shoots five bolts of fire that merge and flurry through the dark across the field, singeing the tops of some of the grass uh, and, and weeds uh, and brush and then illuminating up the area around you as you see dozens of shuffling corpses of the undead skeletons, zombies, ghouls, ghasts and just strike this large ogre zombie. It's just going to continue moving. Uh, like I said, it's 100 feet away, so it's not going to reach you this turn. Hephaesta. So I just stop and I, you said that we're surrounded? They're still, like they're not uh, on the road. Away. Yeah, so oh, okay. Yeah, okay. You, haven't been pin- you haven't been surrounded yet okay. like that. Yeah, so I just like look around and I'm just like, I don't have time for this. And I fire a good old trusty Eldritch Blast at him. Okay. For... <laughs> He's big, right? <laughs> <laughs> what, what did you roll? Uh, sorry, I had my spell attack, yeah? Yeah. 17, I should hit. Okay, that, that, that yeah, it hits. Yeah. Okay, roll for damage. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that thing. It's a four. Okay. Um, again, 
Festa, you draw Eldritch magic around you. It's the first thing you go to. Yeah. It's the thing you're comfortable with. It's there, but it's thin. Mm. Uh, and the magic uh, kind of takes a moment to kind of respond to you. Um, uh, and you feel the Eldritch energy kind of form uh, in your hands as you throw it free and a blast of Eldritch fire just flurries behind the firebolt, uh, strikes the ogre uh, straight into the neck. You just go, oh, I did it! Uh, it continues to trundle forward. <laughs> <laughs> it is Kael. Uh, do you know any holy spells, magic, anything like that in, in, in your whole repertoire arsenal? No? Um, I don't really know anything anymore. Uh, I was stripped of my powers a few days ago. I probably should have let you know that that's the thing that's oh, happening. Cool. Um, oh great that yeah that actually so, that, that's great for us yeah. right now sometimes i can um, do that thing i just did um so uh, uh, <laughs> kyle give me an insight check okay uh that is a 12 she's like Hephaestus is not lying but as she's saying this you can sense magical ability within her okay we're going to have to work on that uh, for now, there's way too many of these, so let's let's keep going towards the city, and Kale will start to like back up and run and try and keep the bit of distance between um, the ogre and everything else around them, and head in the direction of the city. Um, he will also cast. He's going to attempt to cast dissonant. Oh crap! No, dissonant whispers is sixty feet. That's no good to me. That's no good to me. We need long range. I think he's just going to have to stick with. Yeah, it's about it's about because it moved on its turn, so it's seventy feet away from me. Yeah. Okay. We are going to have to stick with firebolt for now. So, ooh, that is eleven. That hits. Oh, okay, great, great, love that. Two d ten damage. That is eight plus six is fourteen. Festa, as you cast this out and you tell uh, Kyle that there's not a whole lot else that you can do, he just starts running. He just <laughs> he just runs right past you, you know, as he shouts over his shoulder that they're going to have to work on that. Again, you see the edges of his hand light up as fire forms, uh, and again, a five bolts of fire shoot from his fingertips, uh, coalesce into one, and strike the other zombie. It continues. It's, it's it's barreling towards you both. Uh, it's drawing, like, by its side. It's just kind of drawing and occasionally swinging up that large hammer. And Hephaestus, it is your action. Uh, I, I just look after Hale and I'm like, wait for me! And I bolt. All right. Uh, are you doing any other action? No, I'm just running. running. Okay, <laughs> so here's what we're going to do. We're, I want both of you to give me athletics checks at this point um, because I want to see if you can outrun the <laughs> uh, the zombie or she's zombie. tiny come on Vesta. <laughs> nine okay Kyle eight okay. <laughs> so that's a 17 for the ogres oh no <laughs> Um, so it's going to stay on your tail like okay. it's, gonna, it's following you the entire time but but you're still running towards the the city uh, as you do you just see the those shadowy forms there's more of them and as the walls of the city draw closer and you see the gates there in front of you you just see this crowd of undead hammering and banging on the large wooden gates with an ogre zombie following up right behind you overhead you hear soldiers shouting and screaming and firing arrows down below they're talking about hold the gate if the gate falls They'll get into the district and they have to evacuate. They need time. 
Thea and Nate. The the blast knocked both of you clear away from the windows. Uh, the the living area of Burbage and Sons is just in a mess. Uh, all that hard work via gone got another. Uh, God damn it! There's going to be leftovers for days. But now it's super bohemian. Uh, <laughs> open plan. It's oh yeah, open plan bohemian. Ooh, is it ever? <laughs> uh, the windows have been completely blown in. The furniture, the table, everything is just knocked over to one side. Both of your ears are ringing. Uh, you can hear screaming outside. People shouting and roaring. Uh, there's something happened. There, there was a flash of green light then there was just this wave of energy that shock waved and that's the last thing either of you remember before you were basically knocked off your feet and slammed into the wall can I try and get up yeah you're like you're you yeah oh my god you alright oh uh, yeah fuck Jesus um, whoever he is <laughs> <laughs> fuck that guy <laughs> and I just said Quello because he went into his room any response there's none. I run to the door to see if he's in there. He's Quilla, Quilla's not in his room. And then suddenly, Fia, you remember that your mom had gone outside to get some air. <gasps> um, you saw Hephaestus leave. You saw Marilla and Clola leave. They, they all went outside. They all. We, we need to go find them and see if they're okay. Uh, yeah, uh, Marilla. Yeah, yeah. Let's. Um, yeah. Have you have you got everything? With me? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I've got everything. You're heading outside. <laughs> okay, Fia. As you run downstairs, Nate following behind. There's an intense heat uh, in, in, in on the air. Uh, you can smell smoke. You can hear people shouting and roaring. And a platoon of city guard rushes right by you. Um, they are... Two of them are carrying one man. Uh, uh, you see this uh, human man, probably middle-aged. Uh, he looks badly injured. Uh, leave him. Come on, we got to go find yeah. uh, everyone. we got to find Marilla. What way do you, do you think they went back... They went back. To, well, we we need to go, let's go to the Copper Rabbit. Okay, yeah. You're gonna head uh, yeah. to the Copper Rabbit. Yeah. Uh, it's not. It's not. It's not a particularly long sojourn from Burbage and Sons to the Copper Rabbit. They're in the, kind of the same district. They're both in Barefoot Alley. But as you round the corner, you see that the building. Uh, it was like it was an abandoned house. Uh, like some of the urchins, some of the other, other homeless people in the city would have squatted in it occasionally. It has completely collapsed in on itself. And it has filled the alleyway, uh, and your the, the path that you would have taken to the copper rabbit is completely uh, sealed off. Can we climb over it, or you can give me an athletics check? Okay. Oh, great. Uh, that's a five. Okay. And a sixteen. Via, as you go to climb it, you see that the. I mean, it's a building that fell on itself. It's not like a neatly stacked pile of rubble or anything like that. It just kind of falls out from under your hands. Like, it's hard to get a good kind of footing. Nate, you are running off entire adrenaline. You you know Marilla left. You know Marilla said she was going back to the Copper Rabbit. Um, and you just... You crawl, hands and knees, uh, up to the top of it. Um, you can see from here, kind of looking out over the the collapsed wall uh, from this building you can see out the other side and just kind of about two laneways up ahead you can see the the copper rabbit but here on top of this mound you have a good view of the the slum district and the warehouse district and even towards the the rooftops of the city around you you see that the western gates that lead into 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 Tezrab city 
predominantly used by farmers uh, who live in the villages and towns outside the, the city and uh, the outlying kind of forests and, and meadowlands. The northwestern gate is on fire. Like it's, there's just towers of smoke uh, billowing out from it. And you see some of the alleyways and laneways are completely blocked with buildings that collapsed. There's people screaming, uh, crying. There's people trying to be being pulled out from under the rubble. Uh, you can see the copper rabbit. It's taken some damage, but like Merla takes care of her building. Like it's it's her home as well as her place of business. It's reinforced. It's good. On the other side of this, you there's a small fire burning. Okay, um, I'll just turn back and put my hand out for you. Go, come on, come on, let's go. You're gonna head over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, how are you clearing the fire? Um, is there, there are there like walls yep. on the side? I suppose I'm just gonna try and like do sort of a Prince of Persia like <laughs> parkour. Parkour. Yeah. Parkour. <laughs> okay. Um, acrobatics. Acrobatics. Twenty-five. Ooh. Okay. Um. <laughs> we took your class. In your in, in your You're <laughs> and Fia following suit doing the yeah. same thing. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, that's a ten. She did not take the Um, so uh, Nate, you brace yourself and just run uh, as far as you get as, as much footing as you can and run. Uh, and you, it's okay. It's not a side wall run thing around like that, but you just you kind of throw yourself from the mound of rubble and as you as you fall you basically press off the wall and kind of just drag yourself forward a little bit you feel the fire kind of kiss at you and the heat below uh, and you land and the, again you, you you almost twist your ankle as the rubble kind of uh, shifts under you uh, and when you turn you see Fia just fear uh, on her face as she throws herself from the the rubble uh, and lands clear of the fire, uh, takes one damage uh, as you land on your knees and hands and you feel kind of uh, like a shard of glass cut and stick. Okay, I kind of stand up and like rub my hands from the dirt that I got, obviously. Are you okay? Yeah, just keep going. Like, I'm just... Um, you are, you, you, you make it to the copper rabbit. You, mm. there's no lights on. Um, the door is, the door is kind of a jar when you, when you approach the building. Um, and you, you just hear, oh, love uh, inside as Marilla rounds the corner and she's got like two large leather bags on either side of her that are just filled with bottles. <laughs> what are you doing? Well, what are you doing? I was coming looking for you. Well, I'm going out to deal with this. What? <laughs> There's a problem. The, the explosion. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? I'm going to help. And she's got like literally like the two bags filled with potion bottles. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Well, uh, give me give me a bag. I'll. I'll... <laughs> you are not hurting my babies. <laughs> also, I think you might blow yourself up. <laughs> okay. Well, is there anything I can do to help or? Well, I, like I, 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 I'm going to try and help with the the 
they're, they're talking about evacuating people. That I'm making my way to the command. You know, the, the military have set up in the market square. Where, where, where are the kids? Where's, where's um, Coda? And you just suddenly see Marilla's face go white. She was at, Coda was at the... But and she, she and then Marilla just drops the bags. Ike! Yes! And she just starts running upstairs. Yeah, we follow. Yeah, I go, I, while she's gone upstairs, I'll go search the kitchen. Ike and Jess's room is empty. Um, and Marilla, Marilla just starts to check every other room just in case. Uh, the kitchen, there's no sign of them either. They're not here. Marilla? They're, they're not here. Wait, 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 wait. Clodagh was at the party. That she wasn't at the party. But the kids were meant to be babysitting each other. <laughs> that's how that works. <laughs> Clearly. I mean, that's responsible. Yeah. Oh, you're really going to pull that <laughs> I guess we could just head to the market square. Hopefully they'll head there too. That's all I can think of. Yeah, I, I don't have any, any better ideas. Okay, you 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 two go to the square. I, 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 I'm going to see if any of the anyone else needs help. And I, I'm going to look for Jess and Ike and, uh, and Clodagh, okay? And I'll, I'll meet you at the square. Okay. Or here. Well, if, you don't, if I'm not there and you're not there, well, then I'm going to be here. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> no way that's going to go wrong. <laughs> <laughs> For the first time, Nate, you... Marilla is, like, rattled. Like... I mean, she was kind of... Weirdly enough, she was kind of excited when you first came in. And she was like, oh, a bomb went off. <laughs> and I didn't do it. And then when the shock dissipated like when you kind of made her realize that the kids aren't here and Clodagh's not here then that sort of excitement dropped and became fear and panic and she now seems genuinely shaken the both of you are going to head to the command yeah Marilla kind of barrels out after you you just hear bottles clinking she's like oh no 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 and she kind of she's now kind of hugging the two bags to her side as close as she can as she waddles out behind you Clodagh you wake up, uh, your head is ringing, and you find Jess just kind of like sniveling over you and like trying to shake you awake. Um, Cloda, oh, I can't do this on my own, Cloda. It's it's okay. I'm I'm here. What happened? Well, there was the light, and then there was, I don't know, and and. And he and Jess just points, and Ike is under, and there's just like a load of rubble. I told y'all this was going to be a toughie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she immediately scrambles to her feet and is just is like, "Are you okay? Okay, help me!" And then she runs over to the rubble and tries to start like pulling it off. Like, give me a uh, athletics. Jess is going to help you, so you get advantage because the two of you are kind of pulling together. <laughs> you have advantage. Oh, I know. Oh, okay. What's with you and getting doubles? Eighteen. You just start like when Jess tells you that Ike is under the rubble. You just start pulling and grabbing at like just chunks of rock uh, and, and debris and timber, and there you find just kind of a snag of black cloth and you remember the hood that Ike was wearing the cloak Ike Ike can you hear me yeah okay I need you to stay really still okay I'm gonna gonna try and pull you out from where (laughs) she just kind of turns and looks over her shoulder Uh, Ike is standing like in the other corner (laughs) (laughs) you little 
And then she's just kind of... What? Jess? I, I didn't know. I thought it didn't came down. I just... It's okay. Look at me. You're both okay. Right? No ouchies? Everything's good? And uh, like, Ike points at like a huge gash on her arm. <laughs> Actually, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> oh god. It's gonna make a mean scare. Okay, uh, she's just gonna see that the alleyway is blocked off. Are we, is it like a dead end or it's just we have to only go this one way? You are literally, you are trapped as you kind of start to take in your surroundings. There's the building collapsed um, where you were standing. The ceiling from one half, as the building fell, it slammed into another. Just kind of a quick glance around you, you find yourself completely walled in and it looks as if the structure isn't going to hold. Like it looks as if it's barely standing. Okay. Um, can I do like a perception check for like the most obvious escape route? Sure. I mean, you can. It doesn't mean you're going to find one. <laughs> 16. In one corner where the where the building has kind of lopsided and it's kind of fallen in, you see kind of a gap that is big enough for Jess and Ike to get through, but not for you. Okay. Um, I'm going to take both their hands and kind of spin them to look at me and be like, look, I need you guys to be brave. Okay. You, you got to get back to the Copper Rabbit and just stay there. I will come get you. I need to figure out a way to get out, but you guys can fit through here. So just... Run as fast as you can. Don't look back. And just hide. Okay? Jess is just, yeah, okay. <laughs> I can do that. Uh, and Ike is like, mm. Jess, you need to be brave, okay? This is brave. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to wipe his tears with my thumbs. Uh, it's mostly snot. Uh. <laughs> and then wipe it on my Jess. <laughs> Delicious. <laughs> Jess just kind of squeezes through. Uh, like it's it's a tight squeeze for, for, for him being a little bit older than Ike. And Ike just kind of stands and watches him as he, as he does it. And as he clears the other side, Ike turns around and just like gives you a hug. And she's like, Koda, you have to come home. I will. I promise. Uh, and Ike just squeezes, like literally like, there we go. Uh, and out through the, the gap. Uh, and she just kind of waves at you and then she grabs Jess by the hand and they run towards the copper rabbit. Okay, uh, I'm going to try and uh, put my weight on some of the rubble to see if I can start to climb it and like follow them in that same general direction. Okay. What'll I roll? Athletics. Nine. You steal yourself as you look at the wall and you see that you... There is, if you climb, uh, if it holds and you climb it, you could climb out the other side. You might have to fall or drop the other side, but at least you won't be trapped. And taking a sharp breath, you plunge your hands into the rock uh, and start to climb up. And then you hear a rumbling sound. And as your foot loses grip, you see that a chunk of the ceiling starts to cave towards the top. Hephaestus and Kyle. <laughs> oh, this is so fucking stupid. I'm getting everyone killed. Can I try to lure the ogre zombie in to whack away the undead at the door? Okay, how are you doing that? Um, oh so they're not paying attention. If no. I back up against them as quietly as I can so they don't notice me. Stealth stealthily as I can. And just sort of, I don't know, like catch the ogre zombie's eye and wait for him to come at me and then definitely jump out of the way in time. Okay. 
I'm going to say yes to that. <laughs> Kyle, because we're not technically in combat at the moment. Yeah. What are you doing? I mean, like, we can say that this is something that you're talking about. Sure. <laughs> I'm I, assuming you're going to tell I Kaya. say that's my plan. Actually, okay. no, I don't. Fuck that. Festa doesn't talk about things. She's okay. just like, this is what I'm doing. You're not going to tell <laughs> okay, him. Okay, she's not telling no. you. You're not telling him. Okay, that's, that's no. grand. That means when it goes horribly wrong. I imagine you do see me sort of backing up yes. quietly into the zombie crowd. Yes. So, Kyle, you see... you Festa, if you want to give me your stealth. <laughs> I really don't. <laughs> oh, that's a five. Okay. Uh, Kyle, you watch as Festa backs up slowly to the wall of the dead. That are banging on the the gate trying to break it down and you just see kind of like uh, fuck it look on her face and over your shoulder you see the ogre zombie fast approaching what are you doing he is kind of aghast and turns and uh in your mind uh Hephaestus, you hear kyle say what the fuck are you doing what's this what's the plan um what <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is happening his mouth isn't moving. He's just staring at you wide-eyed and in your head again. He's like, yes, it's the thing. I'll tell you about it later. What are you doing? I, I, okay, what? Okay. The, if the ogre zombie whacks these zombies, maybe we oh can clear God. the gate? Oh, my God. Okay. Oh, my God. He steps to the side of the road um, and, and essentially clears a path and like just dramatically like gestures towards the gate as if to like, like an air traffic controller, like bringing a plane into land. Um, and Except in what you're using for a metaphor here is uh, the ogre zombie is the plane and Hephaestus is the runway. <laughs> oh, for okay. sure. Yeah. And uh, again, in her mind, he says, I'm going I'm going to let you take the lead on this one, but keep in mind that it could just go clean through the gate, so good luck. <laughs> okay. Shit. <laughs> With its passive perception mm. of eight, mm. it sees you. Okay. Um I am gonna roll for the undead. They also got eight. Um so they see wow. you as well. Wow. So here's what's gonna happen. <laughs> They start grabbing you. Okay. Right? So they're they're not they're like whatever the undead yeah. do. They're that they're, they're stereotype. Um, <laughs> they're kind of grabbing onto you. So like a handful of them, and you see they're they're all humanoid. They're all corpses. They're all shuffling. It's great. My kind of party. It's great. Yeah, it's wonderful. You're having a great crowd. There's people below. What are you doing? And then suddenly the ogre zombie is on top of all of you, and uh. it's gonna get a swing and a hit. Um, uh, it's going to attack with it. Oh my God, if I fuck this up. <laughs> if the zombie fucks this up. Oh my God. Okay, so that's, that's a 19. That's the lowest it's going to... Oh God. Oh, I rolled two 19s. So, okay. So, uh, 19 to hit. Festa. <laughs> oh God. You and the uh, ghouls that are around you all take 14 damage. Whew. As the ogre zombie just swings straight in uh, with its uh, warhammer uh, and a chunk of the gate is cleared uh, and several of the ghouls are just, they're broken. Kyle, you witnessed Festa just get uh, baseball batted uh, by the, I mean, it worked, kind of. And then you just hear, a, what the fuck is that from the, the wall overhead? And you just hear, oh, my dear, that's um." 
that's an ogre zombie. They're they're quite rare. As Una Isidrim uh, appears uh, on the wall and draws her bow. It's okay. We can we can do this. And the head of the her bow uh, with a raven's skull glows with white light. Aim for the head. She just fires an arrow straight down. It strikes one of the ghouls that looks up at the shininess above, and it is just engulfed in radiant flames. Finally, <laughs> someone who knows what they're doing. Uh, is Hephaestus down? Uh, no, uh, no, well, Hephaestus on the ground, <laughs> wishing she was down. <laughs> Not feeling great. Actually, do you know what? Yeah, mentally he says, so how'd that go? Like telepathically, he says. <laughs> I just flip him off. <laughs> Telepathically. <laughs> oh no. No, no. Kyle, give me a perception check with advantage. Okay. 14. As you take stock of what's happening on the wall and at the gate, and you shrug off the middle finger from Hephaestus, <laughs> you feel a familiar sensation. And as you cast your eyes upwards, there in the dark, you see. The numeral symbol for three glowing. He narrows his eyes and um, looks to see if he can catch any more detail. Yeah, you you see at first, like it's more like you're drawn to the mark, and then you see that on the hands uh, of the the woman with the raven bow. The, the numbers are glowing on her the, to- the tops of her hands and you recognize the mark of the empress oh fuck okay um well let's go at it then he draws his scimitar and as a bonus action casts divine favor which lets it deal extra radiant damage and is going to tear forth into the fray and attempt to throw himself at the onto the back of the ogre zombie okay uh give me uh, an attack roll um that is 19 um so yep that hits so six 1d6 plus two is eight and then it gets a d4 radiant because of the spell which was a four so 12. Recognizing the mark uh, and who it belongs to, you're like, oh, fuck. Uh, and you throw yourself straight into the battle. It's like, oh, maybe maybe they haven't noticed. And you uh, throw yourself leaping upwards at the, the ogre. Uh, you throw yourself up and at it. And you just slash down with your scimitar. Uh, it lights up with a brilliant white light. Uh, and it car- like it just carves straight into the flesh of the ogre zombie who lets out a bellowing roar. Hephaestus. So can I... Okay, so I'll get up um, and look at them all around me and find the thing I want to cast. <laughs> um, so I get up and I look at them surrounding me and I cast um, Arms of Hidar... Kyle is attacking it from the yep. back, so you're going to be hitting it from the front, so I'm going to say he's not going to get hit this time around. Not that you give a shit either <laughs> way. So that is 23 for the ogre zombie. And Why do I try? <laughs> and a 3 for the ghoul. Oh, okay. Well, Yay. they take 2 damage. <laughs> <laughs> big hit. <laughs> wow. Good thing coming Cal in with didn't a big catch gun. Those fists. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> good old snake eyes. It's more like the floppy wrists of Hadar. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Throwing yourself up onto your feet, Hephaesta, you just feel the rage bubbling up inside you. And roll me a d20, please. <laughs> okay. 15? Oh, yeah, you're fine. Okay. Um, for now. Uh, you just feel rage, just like... Oh my god, if I have to listen to Kyle and then I've just got fucking the shit kicked out of me and the gate's not fucking open and who the fuck is this one? Um, you, it just expels straight out of you as these black tendrils just whip outwards. Uh, they lash at the ogre zombie but they just kind of slap against it. It doesn't do anything and immediately it whips outwards as the, the ghouls are all kind of just struck and one or two are slammed against the wall, but they are all still standing. Nate and Fia, you rush through some of the streets. You see that, again, many of them have actually fallen uh, or have become blocked. Some are just packed with people who are, like, desperate to find out what's happening as a crowd, kind of. A lot of people have the same idea of get to the market square. That's where those military guys were. Uh, And as you make your way through this throng of people you see that there is a military camp here uh in the in, in the center of uh Tezbrab, uh with a large tent fixed right in front of the quill spire standing there with several official looking military-esque types a large black dragonborn wearing full silver armor, a long white cape with blue trim, crested with the symbol of a trident and a shield. He seems to be the one in charge because everybody is listening to him. Everybody's taking orders from him. In the crowd, in rather ill-fitting armor, you spy a very familiar figure in battle armor that may have fit him 20 years ago, you see Artur McGucket and his belly hanging out over his pants uh, and his little breastplate, like literally, it looks like a gorgeous crop top you might wear to Coachella now. Uh, uh, and his and his helmet is on. He, he's standing there and he's just kind of nodding. Um, he's nodding along when he sees the both of you and he gestures at you. Go over to him, I suppose. What are you two doing here? Where's, where's, where's Miss Marula? Oh, she's, she's, um... Got some potions. She's gonna try and start helping out. Start handing potions out. Oh, that's that's Mad Marilla. What are you? Are you, are you two? Are you, are you are you here to help? We're looking. We're looking for anyone that can. Yeah. 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 yeah we were, well, we were gonna meet Marilla here, but we can help for now while we're while we're here. Listen, listen to Gruff. He, uh, uh, Commander Gruff, uh, and he just uh, and he kind of he like <laughs> he, he gives the weird military salute to himself. Everybody is looking at you, uh, including Gruff, this dragonborn commander. Well, are we done? What do you need? We, we've all caught up, yes? Yes, okay. yes. Uh, well, you may have noticed the, the city's under attack. And that is something we would like to deal with. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Who are, who are you two? You're not in the army. <laughs> I mean... No, but we we want to help. Fabulous. Um, you're, you're able to fight. I'm, I'm assuming that those, those weapons aren't just accessories uh, that young people wear. Yeah, we can fight. Great. Um, well, you ha- have your pick. Uh, the The Western gates are fucked. Uh, well, one of them is. It's just. It's just. It's gone. It's a mess, darling. It's just. It's just terrible. And he. He. he you see him kind of just pick uh, like little spectacles up off the the table, and he kind of stares down at a map. We've. We've. We. The, the northern gates 
our, our patrols tell us they, they, the vast majority of this horde uh, of the dead. Um, is that something that frequently happens out here? <laughs> Not that I've come across. No. Oh. Well, there's always a first. The, the city's defenses um, and, like, shuffling up uh, in armor that looks like it's three sizes too big for him, you see this scrawny, pale, late middle-aged uh, man Monte. Monte Diahata. And he uh, he extends a hand. Uh, the, the, the city's battle plans. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and he takes... Um, he just kind of clicks his fingers and this tiefling butler appears with like a leather uh, bag over his shoulder. And... <clears throat> so... And he draws a part, piece of parchment out of it and furls it. There on it, you see a map of the city again with the four key entry points. Faintly scratched out of it is... In case of emergency, and in brackets or parentheses under it, is if the peasant folk revolt, here's what to do. Um, and the city's plan is to evacuate the city via the lake. Gruff just looks at it and he's like, well, I mean, well, it's not the peasantry that are revolting. Um, but uh, nevertheless, I suppose, the, I suppose in place of the rabble, we can just use the undead. Um, and he takes like a like a like a half-eaten like like a like rotten apple core, and he goes, "This will be the undead. We'll just use this for them." <laughs> and these little pieces, and he scoops up some pebbles. And he goes, these can be us. So we have to make sure that the gates last while we get these lovely little charming people out of the city alive, mostly. Do we feel about taking on jobs? We're all good. Y- yeah. Just give us give us something. We can go. Just. Well, you're not in the army. I can't tell you what to do. Well, what? what where do, where what do, you, do need you need us most? Oh, I need lots of things. I'd love a drink, and like a, 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 a small little cobalt appears with a little goblet, and he's oh, Stefan, and always my aid, and he takes a little sip from the goblet. I mean, look, we can go to the lake. We can make sure that it's clear for evacuation. Uh, McGucket steps forward. Well, I, I, I reckon I might be able to. I might be able to handle that. Uh, I know plenty of men down there. I know plenty of boats, and they all owe me favors. So. I can take care of that. Uh, I'm not really a fighter. I'm not really... I'm, a more, I'm more of a lover. Um, well, Mrs. McGucket would say different. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay, was. fantastic. McGucket, you go to the lake, okay? Uh, we can go to the Westgate then and, and, and check out because it seems to be pretty heavy down there. Well, look at this. Uh, and Gruff just kind of looks at you and he's like, look at him taking charge of this. Just... Why would... You didn't really join. You, you, should, you should have been... You weren't in the military. I don't have time for this. Just tell us where to go and we'll take care Pleasantries. of... Pleasantries. <laughs> if we lose hold of ourselves in the middle of battle... We, we're we're no we're, we're not we'll a, just go yeah Westgate let's yeah go. yeah <laughs> <laughs> you just gotta rush to the we're Westgate. just gone that's <laughs> oh, the youth for today <laughs> Monte just kind of the youth and the poor <laughs> and Chai is just mm, under his breath you're just gonna run to the you're running to the western gate you follow the main road out of the square west and then you do see where it kind of splinters into two larger roads one leading to the southwestern gate and one leading to the northwestern gate. Uh, the northwestern gate is the one where you see the largest fire burning, and it's where a lot of people are shouting and roaring. Uh, the southwestern gate uh, did not uh, bear the brunt of the attack. Everybody, give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, God. Nine. Fourteen. I'm done using these dice. Six. Okay. That one. 
<gasps> okay. And no, Kyle? No. 11. Okay. So everybody <laughs> but Nate. Oh. Take three psychic damage. Oh, fuck me. As a piercing sound just ripples across the city. And most people are brought to their hands, uh, are brought to their knees. Uh, you all find yourself clutching your ears as this pitch gets louder and louder. And then you just hear, and uh, Claudia, you take double that, sorry, six. You just hear a voice scream in your head. Did I, did I hear that right? Uh, d- uh, Ella. Ella? Like... Oh, fuck. <laughs> I just... I guess we keep rushing. Well, um, you've, uh, you're right. You're either going northwest or southwest. I suppose if, if northwest is taking the most brunt, then go where the action is. Yeah. And I like any kind of people we go past and kind of tell them, like, get to the docks, get to the docks. Yeah. We cut to the sou- the southern gate, the entrance to the art and cultural district of Tezra, standing there in front of the gates uh, as a- another horde of the dead, uh, ghouls, zombies, skeletons, ghasts, uh, all clamber, and soldiers and-, and clerics from the temple continue to just wail magic down. Uh, a voice just cuts through the dark, and standing there and just a little bit of a trickle of blood that smoulders uh, as it bleeds from her nose Sekhmet Tenderson walks right out onto the main southern entrance open the fucking gates and the soldiers look at her like what? and from both hands just this radiant fire begins to burn Nate and Fia, you arrive at the northwestern gate to see in complete and total ruin there are dead soldiers, city guards, civilians uh, everywhere. Uh, A lot of the the, the buildings here, the wall itself, when it was blown open, the rubble was sent forward. So it smashed into some of the the houses, uh, businesses, shops, uh, and the place is just a disaster zone. From a smouldering crater... In the middle of all this, you just see throngs of the dead spill in from beyond the city wall. Is there any more people alive? or they, there's uh, Anyone you've met on the way here, you are told them to run, run to the docks, that's the plan. And they are, they've, they're all just following you. And the ghouls are kind of encroaching. They're coming into the city. So this gate has fallen, but you're standing here. And there's no other guards or that alive around fighting them off? There's a few still standing, but like most of them are badly injured. Any of the ones that can fight are fighting. The others are... Try not to die. Okay. Um, I guess just hopping out there with them as well. Like, I'm going to draw out the Raven's Talon and start firing. Okay, give me an attack. That's a 17 to hit. That hits. With nine damage. Fia, you draw the Raven's Talon and um, with a bow readied, you fire it straight into the, just into the pit. It cracks dead into the skull of a skeleton and you just see the head just splinter open but it continues to shuffle forward as the arrow is just buried in its skull it doesn't move with that i will cast hypnotic pattern okay that is a five for the skeletons as the 
horde of skeletons that had kind of amassed into this pit. Uh, you throw out your hands and just these brilliant lights just flicker around you and then upwards. And you see for a moment everything kind of looks up, even some of the soldiers who are fighting look up. And then the gas, the ghouls go back to like tearing people to pieces uh, while the skeletons are all just like watching on, um, delighted with the lovely sparkly rainbow colours uh, in front of them. I just look to Fia and I kind of go, uh... I don't know what else to I just keep firing at <laughs> whatever. Just keep, yeah, keep um, going. Okay, a ghoul, uh, these large, it's humanoid, but its limbs are slightly elongated and its tongue just kind of like flaps uh, out of its mouth. It just hangs loose uh, against this gnarling mash of teeth, just lumbers towards you, Fia. And I'm assuming that a seven does not hit you. No. Just, it takes a swing uh, at you, but you, you just, you jump back uh, out, of, out of its reach. Yeah, I'm going to use um, skirmish for that. Oh, okay. I was just doing it kind of as a, more of a yeah, cinematic but, yeah. Okay, you move 15 feet away. Okay, yeah. great. Nate, 10 to hit. No. Ah. Scuttling along the ground, uh, clambering over chunks of rock, glass, and, and, and wood, and rubble. At first, they look like spiders. And then you just see fingers and mottled green-grey skin barely clinging to the bone as a crawling claw scuttles along the ground and then throws itself at you violently. Uh, and we're out of surprise and nothing else. You throw yourself out of its way uh, and it just like sticks to the to the wall behind you and then it scuttles around and it leers itself back almost in attack again. Cloda. She kind of picks herself up from the after hearing the scream and she's going to cast light like up in the air as like a beacon hoping someone will see it. Um, It says I get to pick a colour so all of the fire is green mm. so I'm going to say red or purple. Okay. Roxy. <laughs> um, you just, as the roof caved in and the rubble came out down around you and that scream ripped through the air, um, you heard, where is Ella? And as you were overcome by it, your mind, you seemed to le- leave your body for a moment. You've connected to whatever it was that did this. And there's just rage and fear and guilt and just a bottomless pit of sadness and loneliness emanating from this source. As from it, you just see this army of the dead continue to shuffle out from the doctor's woods at the south of the city towards the arts and culture district. And then... You, you kind of shake it off and you cast your hand up out of the rubble and a red light just kind of blinks from your hand and then you feel something grab you and start to pull. You're alive in there, right? This is uh, like, a, uh, if you're undead, you have to tell me. Oh my God, I never thought I'd be so glad to hear your southern drawl. <laughs> if you could just tell Miss McGucket that too, that would be wonderful. <laughs> Absolutely. Get me the hell out of here. You're pulled, yeah. He pulls you kind of free. Are you all right, miss? Yes, I'm fine. Thank you so much for your help. You look like you need it. And he 
he takes kind of a little flask from uh, from under his coat pocket. She's going to drink some. <laughs> uh, well, um, it, it, it's one of my healing potions. Roll a d4 plus one. Two. Plus one, three. Okay. Uh, recover three health. Thank you. As you swallow a health potion that's definitely been spiked with a bit of rum. Where's Where's Marilla? Where um, Where are them kids? Uh, the kids, I sent the kids back to the copper rabbit. Okay, well, you need to get them, and you need to get them to the docks right now. <laughs> Her heart kind of sinks when she hears the docks, and then she's going to nod and be like, okay, I can do, I can do that. We're evacuating everybody, Every, everybody, every, you, you find anybody alive, able to walk, able to crawl, able to just wish themselves over there, then you get them to the docks. Okay, I'll, 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 I'll be there. He gives your hand like a bit of a squeeze and he kind of runs in a waddle away from you, uh, kind of clutching his helmet. As you run to the Copper Rabbit, all of you, uh, even Kael and Hephaestus, even on the northern gate, there is a ferocious explosion of light upwards and towards the gate as the soldiers open and the, the dead shuffle straight through and Sekhmet casts Sunburst. And the city is illuminated uh, in this brilliant light. And I get to roll 12d6 for damage. Always showing off. (laughs) Saving the fucking city, Showing off. (laughs) Why can't Hephaestus do that? How dare you? And that one, their their constitution saving. <gasps> oh! Do yeah. wait, do wait, do wait, 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 wait. Because I don't like doing these things to myself. No, it's great. It's great. Do it. <laughs> oh, now we're in support because you <laughs> fucked yourself. Oh, I took your advice. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. Triple damage. Triple damage. <laughs> um, Take your own advice, Declan. Play by the book. <laughs> okay. So I did. I rolled thirty-six damage. Okay. Right, on my 12d6. Brilliant white sunlight just explodes out of Sekhmet. The city is lit up, almost like a beacon, as soldiers, civilians, the undead, um, all of you turn and watch this light just explode outwards. As the gates open, it just violently rushes forward, and the ghouls the ghasts, the crawling hands, uh, the skeletons, everything standing in and they're in its way. They're engulfed and they are burnt to cinder as Sekhmet Tenderson single-handedly saves the southern gate um, of Tezra. Yay! My favourite Tenderson! <laughs> God! Sekhmet just kind of like uh, crumbles a little bit to her... her she kind of loses her, her her strength. She stumbles forward and she takes a couple of breaths. And the, again, the soldiers on the wall are clapping and cheering. As she kind of composes herself and she looks at the, uh, the, the, the beyond the, the wall, her eyes fix on something in the dark as she sees something glowing uh, in the distance. A green emerald stone flashing as something moves in the dark towards the city and Sekhmet's face, that moment of relief, is gone. And she 
stirs herself to stand tall, bracing. From the shadows, Quillo Isidurm watches. Hephaestus and Kyle. <laughs> I wouldn't like to follow that. <laughs> so if you uh, join her, Festa, she's just fallen over. <laughs> I have an owie on my boo boo. <laughs> Why am I so useless? <laughs> um, we can second up you on our team. <laughs> so I'd like to throw a little fireball, please. <laughs> You're throwing a fireball at the ogre? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's all I got. Okay, no, okay. So I look up at the top of the gate, like at the wall, and I'm like, mm. do you want to let us in? Please? You just hear um, a voice calling out, oh... Sweetheart, no, we're not opening this gate until that. And you see with kind of a glowing arrow pointed at it, a shader Kai elf points at the at the ogre zombie who's swinging its hammer uh, over its head. The woman looks vaguely familiar. Like for a second there, you almost thought it was Fia. Yeah, so I just let out like a, a bit of a, a defeated sigh and I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And then I throw a fireball at the ogre. Okay. Um, so big old range on fireballs, huh? (laughs) Fuck up, big old radius, I should say. Oh, 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 uh, 18. Yeah, that hits. Yeah, what's your AC there, Kyle? (laughs) Mm, Yeah, his AC is 18. Okay, you're gonna get hit. Yeah, okay, that's fine. Oh, wait, hang on. Can I wait? It's oh, fireballs (laughs) a lot, right? Yeah. Well, no, fireball to be fair, it's not actually a fireball. Sorry, it's a produced flame. It's a baby thing. <laughs> it's oh a tiny God. fireball. Okay. okay. It's so, nothing. Okay. It's produced flame. It's it not hits, fireball. I already can't tell. Like, <laughs> your sister just used the power of the fucking sun. Seven damage. <laughs> <laughs> and then you went pew, 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 with a water pistol. <laughs> like a big lighter. <laughs> Festa just dies. Festa just dies. Of embarrassment. (laughs) Seven damage. Seven damage. You turn and you cast Produce Flame and immediately just a bolt of red and yellow fire shoots from your hand. And immediately you think of Sekhmet, the colour of the fire. Like, why is it not my... Blue. Why is it not blue and and green and black and amazing? And it's it's red and orange and yellow. It's it's fire. It looks like fucking fire. Lame. Uh, Yeah. It strikes the ogre into the side of the head and it's still standing. You did seven damage. What a surprise. Yeah, seven. Um, Una is going to take a shot from the wall. Yeah, Una nat 20 (laughs) Una just, again, she draws and immediately the head of the arrow just lights up with this brilliant white little flame. She lets it go and it flies straight down and it strikes the ogre into the eye. Well, it's almost dead. Finish it off. It swings its hammer. Um, and it's going to swing around at you, Kyle. There. For a 24. Does oh that hit? <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that hits. Take nine bludgeoning damage. As it just swings around with the warhammer and just clops you and you're sent flying into the dirt, kind of next to Hephaesta. The both of you are now covered in muck. Welcome. Hi, going. Hi. <laughs> and, Kyle, it is your action. Okay. That 
was less than ideal. He stands brushing himself off, um, which takes half of his movement um, and is going to approach scimitar in hand and uh, go for the ankles. It's uh, 12. You yeah, know that, that, that hits. Yeah. Six plus a D4 of radiant for 10 total. Okay. And is going to... Is it still standing? Yeah. I take it it's still standing. Still standing. Uh, I mean, it, I, I, I would tell you that it looks like it's on its last legs, but it's a zombie. Um, <laughs> like it, sure. it, it looked like sure. crap. Yeah, it looked like crap beforehand. It looks like more crap now. And is going to bonus action attempt to do it again, like just uh, like whirling between the two ankles, attempting to cut tendons and bring it down. Um, oh, no, that definitely does not hit, though. That's a eight. That fucking hits. <laughs> Get out of here. It does. They're fucking wow. stupid. Yes. Oh, boy. Less good. Five total. Oh, it's still up. No. Yeah, Kyle, you you sweep the ankles with your scimitar. <laughs> you see that the ogre is barely standing when another volley of arrows uh, comes uh, down from the soldiers above, and I'm just going to roll for them. Okay, they hit a few of the ghouls, but they're all still standing. The guards are off. They rolled a three. Thea and Nate. I'm going to specifically aim for a creature that's within five foot if either one of the guards or of Nate so I can get my sneak attack damage onto it. So there is the crawling hand that's attacking Nate that yeah. weird so you can attack that. Okay. So that is seventeen to hit. Yeah that'll hit. That is twenty three damage. Fia, you you saw something kind of blur over your shoulder uh, as it flung itself at, at Nate and there scuttling up along the wall you just see this rotting hand moving like a spider an arrow ready you fire it and you strike the hand dead center like in, in and you pin it to the wall and just um i'm going to just bonus action disengage a little bit from anything that's kind of encroaching give me a perception check perception yep 13 that's fine nate <laughs> uh i mean what the fuck was that light I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, do do we are we are we chilling here? Are we going or we're, uh? Thank you. <laughs> I don't like. How are the guards looking? The, well, this gate has fallen. Like the, the there's a wave of the dead moving into the city. Um, they're kind of coming towards ye. So, I mean, technically, you're holding them here because they're going to eat ye first. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they're going to spill out into the city. We just need to give the city as much time as we can. And in terms of what's coming towards us, how is it looking? Is there like a crowd of them? Or are they sort of dispersed out? Or like what's it's the... they're all kind of like they're they're not like they're not moving in like what kind of like like a like a like a trained military would. Mm-hmm. They're moving kind of mostly on instinct. What it seems the only thing that's not moving right now is about fourteen skeletons who are kind of doing a weird little like mm-hmm. hypnotic shuffle in the pit below. And that's because of, of you. Okay, because yeah, that's needed. Okay, Fuck so you. I can't really do another spell then, can I? Because mm, if you're holding them, yeah, there, it is, yeah. It is. and you're holding fourteen skeletons. Okay, well that's fine then. Well, I will uh, just whatever is closest to me. I'll. Um... There's the ghoul that was attacking Fia. If you want to lunge at her, uh, yeah, why not? I'll I'll go at her with my uh, with my rapier. 
Um, so that is a 21 to hit. That hits. And that is uh, uh, four damage. <laughs> as Fia dispatched the crawling hand, you lunge as, as you converse uh, at the ghoul, at the gas, sorry, behind her. You leap and your rapier just plunges right into its stomach. It's like pushing it into, like, bog. Like, mm. the there's little resistance with the skin and the bone. Like, it's all kind of, like, pulp and mush inside. Yeah. Uh, from its mouth leaks kind of thick black-red ichor as its tongue laps it up uh, and its head twists towards you. Give me a perception check, please, Nate. Okay. Do, 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 13. Everything's fine. Okay. Um, great. <laughs> this is great. As a bonus action, I'm just going to give the Bardic uh, Inspiration. Okay. 19 to hit, Nate, as the ghast uh, reaches out and claws at you. Yeah. Um, so give me a constitution saving throw. Okay. That is a 14. Takes seven slashing damage. Oh, God. Um, and as it's broken nails slash into you you feel the cut burn but you manage to stave off the paralysis seven more ghasts these long-limbed undead creatures clamber out of the pit uh, followed by nine ghouls this swarm of crawling hands climbs this tiefling woman uh, and tears her down and they just start pulling at her. They just start tearing at her skin, twisting her arm, pulling at her face. Uh, she screams and dies. And then you see her body start to move. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. Fia, you're up. Because he's now with, in that space with that ghoul, I'm going to attack her. Okay. 15? That hits. 28 damage. <laughs> we, we kind of, we have to keep back up away from this. I think this is too much. Yeah, I, I think we've got to find others because we, we can't handle this. As you fire another arrow and you strike the gas, the arrow catches it right in the neck uh, and it falls backwards, uh, clutching at it, and then it stops moving um, as it falls to the ground dead. Fia, as you were telling Nate to, that you, you have to withdraw, you have to retreat, you hear screams coming from the southwest. There is a booming sound as the large wooden gates uh, to the southwestern gate are just heaved open and torn from their constraints their fixings in the wall as the southwestern gate falls to the horde of the undead beyond there's screams of retreat get back to the command center Nate you're up I run (laughs) (laughs) yeah Okay, sorry, I'm just taking. As, and and we we heard that we heard them saying retreat and run back to saying did we or yes well okay. the southwestern gate so you're on the northwest so it's people running by you that are okay well I suppose just join the they just join the run give me an athletics check both of you Fia and Nate please my dice are really hating me for these kind of checks recently uh, four wow I know on it okay so again I like you're gonna run it's not just I'm, I'm, I'm I was checking to see if you could outrun what happened what was happening yeah. Nate, with Fia telling you to run and screams from the southwest to abandon the gates to get back to the command center, uh, everyone to run and retreat. You turn as more and more dead pile into the the pit and begin to kind of clamber out. Fia, you turn, and as you do, shuffling down kind of a small side street, you see the familiar figure 
of Hod just dragging itself slowly towards you. Still, the robes are stained uh, black as if they've absorbed like bog water or something. His hands are bound behind his back and he just lumbers kind of slowly towards you. Take her eyes off him. It it just continues to to shuffle towards you. Overhead, you just hear a voice. What are you doing? I look around. There's nobody. Uh, I I don't know. And I look the direction where Nate ran and I just see him running away. Yeah, he's he's gone. Like yeah. He's kind of back out onto that main street where the two, uh, where the road kind of split. Hod is probably 15 feet away from you now. To get out of danger. <laughs> and as you continue to look around, moving atop, across this, the, the roof of this but what, what what you're pretty sure was a blacksmith's you just hear footsteps on the the tiles and as you glance upwards you see the twisted almost broken form of a night hag haunched down uh, and just this malevolent smile as strands of wet blonde hair stick to the skin and these blood-red eyes stare down at you. You came for my family. Now I come for yours. Can I start running again? Give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh, yeah. 18. You just start running as the night hag uh, moves towards you. She didn't dart. She didn't run at you. She just started walking and her ha- her claws just scratching into the walls beside you. You, having encountered one of these before, on with four of you, it was impossible. Uh, with you on your own, you're going to die. Uh, and you run. You try to catch Nate as fast as you can. And there's just a laughter. You just hear... <laughs> she disappears back into the shadows of the alleyway. <sighs> Shit. The Southern Gate... We cut to the south gate where Sekhmet stands. She watches as a figure lumbers out of the dark, this gemstone glowing around their neck as the twisted, uh, short, fat frame of Father Sops greases its way up the road towards the southern gates that lay open and Sekhmet begins to uh, conjure energy around her once more. Um, and as she does, Sops holds a hand out and his head falls forward slightly and just jutting out of his neck, there is the broken handle of a spear still sticking out of the wound as he shuffles forward and the tips of his fingers glow green as he casts Ray of Sickness. Nine damage as this ray of twisted green energy just lashes out from Sops' hand 
strikes Sekhmet. She crumples down and immediately just hurls as poison courses through her system. She is poisoned uh, until her, the end of her next turn. Sops continues to walk forward. Everybody, give me a wisdom saving throw. I got a 16. Okay. I got a natural one. <gasps> me too. I got a four. Four. Okay. I all got a 12. Everybody but Fia take one damage. Cloda and Nate take two. There's this high-pitched shrieking sound just emanating uh, from Sops that just scratches through the city. Guards fall to their feet. Civilians fleeing crumble. Uh, Several fall over and just die. They just stop moving. And you all hear... as this scream rips through your mind. Hephaestus, Kyle. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I got this one. I start, like, bouncing on my feet a little bit. And I... So Kyle's now next to me, yeah? Like, yeah. Okay, so I make sure I'm just stepped a little bit in front of him and I cast Burning Hands at the ogre and all the other dudes. So it's a 15-foot cone. Buttons. The ghasts that are attacking the wall rolled a net 20. Okay, so they still take half damage. So I'm going to roll for the ogre. Just 12 against your... 13. So it's going to take the full 9. Yes. Right, so now here's the thing that happens next. Mm-hmm. You just throw your hands out, and there's a couple of sparks that just kind of... It's, it's like someone's trying to, like... You know when you try to roll a lighter, then like, come on, you... <laughs> uh, there are they're just kind of sparks kind of flitting up and Kyle you just see the concentration on Hephaestus face as you feel it's not even something that you have to like you know hone in on it just happens there is a heat that just burns off of her and from the sparks there is just this rolling cone of red and golden flames straight out between her hands the ogre zombie kind of looked just swings over it sort of looks at it as it just gets blasted in the face uh it is burnt to ash oh well if you could have done that from the start open the gate <laughs> a few of the guards again they fire arrows down and then una just back flips off the wall <laughs> you just are from the other side kyle and Efesta, you both here on the count of three you're gonna need to just run okay you just don't fuck it up she shoves the gate open with a kind of bit of strength as a guard overhead kind of like begins to turn and she's trying to just squeeze it open enough for you to move through. Both of you are going to need to give me athletics checks. <laughs> I'm so good at that. <laughs> 14. 11. You're both lucky. Both of you barrel into the the kind of the what remains of the wall of the dead here on the north, uh, the northern wall. And you hear an, another explosion in the distance as... The west southwestern gate falls as well. You squeeze past them and you feel hands kind of grabbing and groping at you. Uh, and immediately, like, Una just grabs you and just drags you in. And you, yeah, up close. This woman is the head off of Fia. Like, like it's, it's weird. Like, there's not that many Shader Kyle in Tezrev. As she grabs Kyle, she locks eyes with you for a moment. And I will send you a message, um, James. Ooh, secrets. Secrets. Kyle, you you hear the, the, a voice in your head. 
he smiles at her, uh, flashing a toothy grin, and then mentally switching his focus, his telepathy from Hephaesta to Una, just says, business or pleasure? You just hear back family. Oh, okay. Well, good luck. Um, and she just starts to run. She's running back. She's running down the this road towards the warehouse district and the slums. He turns to he turns to Hephaestus and just says, "Any idea what these what's this Ella one? I saw you wincing. You you felt that. You heard that. Yes." Yeah, um, she was a, okay, there's a lot going on. Um, she was a barmaid who was also an old god, uh, and there was a creepy old man. Um, I don't really know why he's after us. He was just really sad. I don't think we did anything to to piss him off this much. Okay, well, that's not quite the answer I was expecting, but (laughs) it's the best I'm going to get. So, where next? I'm a tourist. Show me the sights. Well, this is destruction. Um, and I'm looking for my so, friends. Where do we start? So, can can we follow that lady with the purple hair? Actually, because she might oh, be going sure. somewhere okay. important. So you're just going to try and catch up to her, not sneaky, yeah. but not necessarily like, hey, wait for us. Yeah, like you're just, just going to follow her. Yeah. Okay. Creeps. You're being creeps. The guards overhead, without the ogre zombie, the northwest wall is saved by the forces of Hephaesta Tenderson, aided by, of course, Kyle, Adorus, and Una Isidrim. So you're just going to take off? Yeah. My friend here seems to think that you might know where her friends are. I don't know how she got outside the city so quickly, but she should know that her friends were... At my son's house and my daughter's house. Um, just tell her to look for the Burbage and Sons pawn shop in in, in the um, in Barefoot Alley. Beautiful, thank you. <laughs> uh, and then to Hephaesta, do you, do you know a pawn shop? You need a pawn shop in an alley. <laughs> a pawn shop in an alley Burbage in the Sons? city? No. <laughs> <laughs> Burbage and Sons pawn shop alley. Um, the that fine lady's daughter and son um that's that's where we want to go okay yeah i yeah i know where that is yeah. and i just veer off and yeah. if yeah. she's not going that direction i'm just going in that direction Fia, instead. Fia, she, well she's not okay. um but she's told you that yeah so i just veer off that way instead yeah. You find, Hephaestus, a, a lot of the city is completely, particularly in the, the slum district, a lot of the buildings aren't as well maintained. A lot of them came down or mm. are severely damaged in that, in whatever blast. It was the first one, the sun one, the other one. There's been a lot of explosions. And, and for once, <laughs> none of them were Marilla with As far as we know. She's very upset right now. <laughs> She's like, to blow something up. <laughs> but you you dart uh, in and out. And as you do, you actually do, you you cross Marilla, who is, she has a wheelbarrow and there's just, there's an old man in it. And there are like four small little halfling children also stuffed into the barrel and she's just pushing it. And she's got two empty bags at either side of her. Like there's there's a bit of a jangle and she's just, move it, move it, move it. Uh, And she's just wheeling past you. 
I don't stop, but like on my way up to her, I'm just like, Merla, you good? She she does that weird thing where she goes past you and she stops and she's kind of like <laughs> still going and she just eyeballs you. And then she, whoa, 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 wait, 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 Yeah. What the fuck, Merla? We don't have time for this. Come here. What? Come, come here, come here for a second. I lean over to her. Yeah. <laughs> she just she just slaps you right across the face. I just whip back and I'm like, Marilla, what the fuck was that? Oh, there she is. Okay, you're the real one. Uh, what? Oh, that crazy ex girlfriend of yours has been like posing as you. It, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> it, to be fair, it was kind of funny. Uh, she, she does a really good impression. What are you? What? <laughs> Oh, uh, she starts to kind of push the wheelbarrow again. No, where is everybody? Fia and Nate are they're 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 helping with the the fight. They're, they, I think they're they're fighting. I, Fessa, I've got things to do. I've got okay. All right, are, are, are you okay? Are you are you? I'm just wrecked. <laughs> she does. She looks like she's running on adrenaline. I just give her like a little slap on the shoulder. I go, be careful, and then I I just keep running. <laughs> <laughs> she does not know how to deal with that. <laughs> you do. <laughs> she just, <laughs> That's the nicest Merlot whistle call I've ever been to. That's amazing. I mean, she did slap you. <laughs> Thanks. As you round the corner uh, into Barefoot Alley, you just see a small gang of skeletons. Uh, shuffling towards you and Kyle down a narrow alleyway. You both have one action before we roll for initiative. Can an action be to run the other way? <laughs> you can just run? Yeah. Yeah. Like, can we just... It, yeah. I mean, okay, so we run up and the place is, like, fucked. Well, if, no, yeah? if you if you want to get to... Excuse me. Yeah. To get to Burbage and Sons, you have to get through these. If you if you run, you're going to be running either towards the, the market district or towards the docks. You've Those are your options. And Marilla told you that she sent, well, Fia and Nate went to the market uh, square. Yeah, so we'll probably just dip off that way instead. Kyle, you're going to follow? Yeah. (laughs) Why not? Yeah. You pass more people who are just kind of fleeing and soldiers are now kind of uh, beginning to fill up the the streets here and are trying to stop the, the dead from hoarding in. And... As we move across the the city over the the market square where Fia and Nate are racing towards and now Hephaestus and Kyle are also serendipitously racing towards, we cut to the southern gate once more where Sekhmet, having been blasted by Ray of Sickness, scrambles upwards, throws her hands out. From an alleyway, Quillow watches as Sops has kind of stopped at the gate. Sekhmet brings her hands together, like the finger, her fingertips touching, a whirling ball of fire just begins to spin around itself and then it spreads violently and rapidly outwards as she casts burning hands uh, straight towards Sops. She runs right at him, casting the spell. These are the best, worst dice ever. <laughs> Did you just fucking kill Sops? No, okay. uh, he rolled a nat 20 on his deck save. She sprints right at him and her voice just screeches across the, the, the open streets of the Arts District and the flames just wash right towards Sops who stands there and the gemstone floats upwards and the flames just 
wash over either side of him as the magic is just repelled and the gates are cindered they're scorched and blackened as he casts the spell away or some entity casts the spell around him and he laughs as Sekhmet approaches he lunges out and just grabs her hand and immediately wounds open up the whole way up along her arm her neck her face as it's, 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 it's as if an invisible knife just slashes at her she lets out a scream and a cry Sekhmet goes down <gasps> having held his action in defence Quillow blurs out of the shadows and from his side he draws a small sharp blade it glows blue as he whispers into it and he puts it straight back into its scabbard and Sops takes a step back blood trickles from his ears and Quillow grabs Sekmeth and runs <laughs> well, it doesn't take an idiot to see that those two are shacking up. Miss, I really should just be getting back to my job and helping the other guests find their seats. It's getting quite... Wait, I'm getting way ahead of myself. A whole load of other stuff happened five weeks earlier. Let me break it down for you in a series of disjointed, yet seemingly well-connected narratives. That's it for this week's episode. You were listening to Amber as Hephaestus, Sam as Nathaniel Obsidian McKnight... Louise as Fia, James as Kyle, and special guest Eilish as Cloda Meramoon. A big thank you as always to Ghost of Red Mountain for our amazing theme song Haunted. Make sure you check out their YouTube channel. I'm Declan, your Dungeon Master. We're back in two weeks for another episode. Until then, why not check out our Discord server, D8 Dungeon? You can back the show for some sweet rewards on Patreon. Leave us a heartfelt review wherever you listen to your podcasts, or tweet us your thoughts and emotions at D8 Dungeon. This season, we are doing special shout outs to our supporters over on Patreon. If you'd like to get a special message from an NPC or a member of the cast, well, you know what to do. Uh, You can check us out on Patreon, searching Romancing the Dungeon. And we kick this off with a rather sweet, if not slightly sinister message from everyone's favourite Shaderkai rogue to another book lover. Hi, David. Um, I saw in the library you had a book out that I was dying to read. You know, um, you know the one, Fifty Mates of Fae? So I saw it on the up-and-coming series board in the library months ago, but every time I went to borrow it, you had taken it out. So I said I would cut out the middleman and borrow it from you. Um, just so you know, your hiding place in your wardrobe is not the best. You might need to work on that. Now, I probably know you didn't notice it was gone. I could not put it down. I can see why you keep taking it out. I would really like to know what you think of it. Leave a reply to me. I'll find it. Thanks. Fia. P.S. I see that you're in the waitlist for the second one. I'll come around at some point to borrow it too. Don't worry about hiding it away. I'll find it.